Lunch Money Lambert, Jeff Malott. Welcome to the Kaifast Nation. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Ryan, what's happening? We're here on a Tuesday. We're back. After a delay. Up on a Tuesday again. Yeah, after a delay from, uh, you know, we put off the show one night for the championship that turned into a steamrolling, buddy. <laughs> In hindsight, we should have just done it on Monday and not even watched the championship. Yeah. That was pathetic. Should have just gone live. Yeah, we should have just gone live. But, hey, you know what? Our buddy Adam Fillmore is a happy camper along with the rest of the folks. Probably R.J. Hoover, too. You yeah. know, the rest of them up there. They're happy, so you know. Every every decade or so, the Big Ten flexes and lets the SEC know it's not you know the only conference that wins. I didn't realize that Michigan hadn't won a national championship since '97, so yeah. I think it's Tennessee's turn next year. Yeah, I saw an interesting uh, correlation with Tennessee that uh, dude from Washington, Penix, was actually committed to Tennessee originally. Trevor Lawrence was too. Our coaches are really good at uh, running off star quarterbacks, apparently. Yeah, yeah, crazy. But enough football talk. Football season is officially – well, college football season is officially over. I guess the NFL is going. It's a fishing show. We got, we're got we talking it big is. fish tonight. Tell a little bit about our guest, man. We're talking about big, big fish. From Texas. So we got Jason Kahn on. He is a guide in Texas. He fishes Fork, OHIV, these big bass factories. Uh, I know him through some of my buddies uh, that do music out there. They fished with him. They talk a ton about him. And, uh, you know, I figured now's the time of year to catch the PB. And he's got some monster fish stories. Uh, he caught an absolute giant last year uh, that was recognized by Texas. Uh, so we'll we'll let him get into that when we bring him on. Yeah, I saw in the same year, a 17 and a 14. Crazy. Yeah, those are, <laughs> those are decent-sized fish, turns out. Decent. Keepers, I'd say. Yeah, keepers. Yeah. He doesn't even fish with live bait. It's crazy. <laughs> We got these yeah. local. We got a local guide up here. He just guides with live bait, and he's like, "Oh hell, we had forty pounds today." I'm like, "You're fishing. You're fishing with gizzard chat, dude. Like, good job. Good. Yeah, job. yeah. So I, I tried to throw the banner up while we were scrolling the intro. There, we're doing a giveaway tonight. Seaguar line pack giveaway tonight. So to get in on that, you know the drill. When we do the giveaways, man, all you got to do is like and share on Facebook, and then like the video on X. I want to keep wanting to call it Twitter, X, YouTube, Twitch, like the video and comment below the video so we know you're watching and you'll be eligible to win a cigar pack. So how about yeah. that? Yeah. There we go. There we go. You got it up there. See, look. Yeah. Figuring look this thing out. Go. Finally. Uh, what you know, do we miss I... in the world of kayak fishing? Anything, anything <laughs> happen over the week? You dropped that Christine clip and that was hilarious. That was one of my favorite clips we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, AI, there's a lot of funny things about AI, but AI also enables us to streamline getting clips of the podcast out. It helps cut those down for us. So you're going to see be, be seeing a lot more of that. After each show, I'll be able to cut them up real fast uh, using some AI tools that are out there. Uh, but that Christine one. I took it from the best of show, man. That was that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, some guy, the, did you see the the public page? <laughs> I don't like how much she emotes while fish. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, what? Who's emoting out there? I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that was the thing. If you don't get bent out of shape in a fishing tournament, then you you don't have any feelings. I don't think. Yeah, I see some people jumping in over on Twitter slash X. Uh, we've got our usual Facebook and YouTube crowd. It's slowly building as as we do. So we appreciate y'all. Uh, like I said, we're doing a Seaguar giveaway, so make sure you hit the like, share, and comment, and all that stuff to get in on that. Um, yeah, it's kind of, I hate to call it dead time. We're, I mean, it's right around the corner to tournament season, but there's really nothing going on right now. Um, what you been doing? You've been burning up the roads watching volleyball tournaments, haven't you? 
we got another one this weekend, man. I love it. I I love when it starts. I like seeing her be competitive and stuff, but uh, I'm ready to start fishing myself. So yeah, selfishly. yeah, yeah. So I hadn't I hadn't been fishing in a minute. I actually went hunting this weekend, Ryan. I saw that, Jeff. Look at you. Yeah, growing and up. As as a something sounds weird to say, but at my age, I had never been hunting in my life. You like it, don't you? Until yeah. that until that day, and then we did it backwards. My son took me hunting. You're supposed to do it the other way around. But hey, well, whatever. It's never too as late. As long as you get out there. Yeah. So that, that was fun. But yeah, I'm ready to get back in the act, do a little fishing as well. We got what Harris Chain coming up, Sam Rayburn right behind that. And then the bass schedule kicks off and it's full, full blast. Yep. I think we got a rules update uh coming from Bass too. So we'll probably bring Steve O on to update us on the rule changes going into this year. And we'll probably do a preview show uh before Murray as well. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of good stuff coming up and I'll tell you about when we get off this live, Ryan, I'll tell you what I've got cooked up for next week in particular, something I've been talking about for a while. I asked a few guys if they would come on next week and they've, one of them is confirmed for sure. The other one, perhaps it's going to be has our schedule different. for the year made out on a spreadsheet now. Yeah. So if you're trying to get on here, you better get on the list right now. I think it's it really, was uh, Mr. Ruff up. that said, uh, you go down with the nerds, the nerdery nerdery and get this kind of stuff done. And that's what I did. I got our schedule. Thank you. Lined out. So kind of lined out. So it'll be good. Uh, let, let's let's shout out these sponsors and get Mr. Khan in here. He is he's out towards your neck of the woods, out in the res somewhere. So we got to get we got to get him in before we lose him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can see Ryan and I are rocking these fresh fly eco fishing shop hats. That's our title sponsor, presenting sponsor of the entire show. We appreciate them. Um, yeah, ecofishingshop.com. There's a thread going on the group page. A, a guy was asking about. It deciding between a couple of models of kayaks did you see that he was looking at uh thinking unlimited and a wilderness and some others yep put below there i said hey any of those you're trying to get hit up eco and they can drop it right at your front door so no sense get any uh, easier than that yeah no no sense in looking anywhere else hit up ecofishingshop.com and then of course power it with pro guide lithium batteries best batteries out there they've been doing it for decades don't go with that cheap alibaba stuff don't do it I just got some fresh ones in uh, for the autopilot, so we're we're geared up and ready. Yeah, we already talked about the cigar giveaway. Uh, Z-Man Revo also sponsors giveaways, Bangtail Whiskey, and then, of course, Gill Fishing. It's freezing cold. Get you some Gill gear to stay warm. I saw some chatter about that on the page, too, recently. Yep. Yep, it's yep. wintertime. You got to you gotta get geared up. Make sure you got on the right layers, moisture wicking. You don't want to get out there in some cotton stuff and get wet and freeze to death. Yeah, especially these last few days. Holy smokes. It's been so oh, windy yeah. and cold. We got we got know. winter. We got winter on us this week. Yeah, it's here. It's time. But hey, we're talking big bass. Let's get Mr. Con in here and talk talk about the big bass, man. There he is. Live from the truck. Live Con, from the man. truck. Where, basketball where in the world. Basketball. Man, All right. We're sitting outside a gym. My daughter's in there they're having her back basketball practice. So I like it. We're gonna do the so, best we can. Uh, we're going to be fine. We've done a lot of this. Don't worry. <laughs> so tell everybody where where you're based out of and kind of your backstory here so so folks know that we didn't just grab some scrub off the streets in Texas. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty much a scrub in Texas. but Well, we've done that a time or two, Brian, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> <We have. laughs> um, man, I'm, I'm down in Texas. Uh, I, I got on, you know, Texas Lakes. Um, Fork is where I got my start. Uh, I've been fishing fork since uh, probably like 1994. I was 14 years old. Um, fished, fished there off and on till the 90 or late 90s with my dad. Um, then then t took a break from fishing for a little while. 
was in school farming, was in the hunting a lot, and then kind of got back into fishing. Uh, and then started guiding uh, 2013. So guiding is when I actually became a guide um, at Fork. And then uh, here, as the last couple of years, I've kind of gone to Ivy, Ray Roberts, you know, just other Texas lakes. And um, but now I'm kind of, you know, right now I'm gonna be at Ivy till probably May, you know, May or June. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. And then I'll probably go back to Fork for a little while, kind of bounce around, just try to chase some biggins. And Ivy is, has really established itself as just a, a giant factory, right? I mean, tell, tell us about that lake in general. Man, so funny thing is I actually fished there before I fished at Fork. Um, when I, I was born in San Angelo, so my, I, you know, I lived out in West Texas for you know, about half my life. Um, but I, I, hadn't, I started fishing there in like 93 and I hadn't fished there since until, you know, it started getting big. But anyway, um, you know, it, it was just a normal lake back in the day. You know, you go out there and catch 100 fish a day, no problem, you know, throwing spinnerbaits to fishing, you know. But, um, you know, it dried up, got pretty low, um, just basically a river channel. I mean, you couldn't even get in it. You couldn't even put it into boat ramps. Um, it filled back up. I wouldn't say, you know, full, but it, it got enough water in it to where, you know, it was, you know, people were back out fishing. Texas Parks and Wildlife, um, you know, they they put fish in there. They restocked it with the strain of bass that are in there now, which is the F1s. This is what I caught. Um, and I guess we'll talk about that here in a minute. But, um, but yeah, ever since that happened, it's got, you know, there's salt cedars in the water, or it was last year. You know, they were like probably, you know, 15 to 20 foot of water. You could go out there and live scope the heck out of it, throw, you know, A-rigs or something down, let them sink down reel it above the top of them salt cedars and them big ones would just come up out of salt cedars and stuff. Um, but you know, this year the lakes dropped, you know, 10, 11 foot, you know, since this time last year. So a lot of that stuff's out of the water right now. So you're, you're, there's no grass. I mean, there's a little bit of grass, but it's all super shallow and, uh, all the, um, everybody's waving at me over here. Uh, all the, um, all the, uh, the, the salt cedars are pretty much all out of the water. Um, all their zebra mussels in that lake as well. And they're pretty much all out of the water is, uh, too. So, uh, the water's pretty dingy right now. So it's, uh, it's actually been tough here over the last couple of weeks. I got you. So we've had the Texas park and wildlife guys on here talking about the share lunker program and how they've really kind of elevated Texas to the, you know, the number one big bass capital. Uh, tell us what they do. Like when you catch a giant. What's the process? Well, when you catch a fish over 13 pounds, which is, you know, January 1st to March 31st, they consider that a share lunker. So when you catch one, you take it in a marina, wherever, whatever lake you're on, you, you weigh it. Once they, once they certify that the fact that it's over 13 pounds, they, they or you can call share lunker, which is, you know, the people at Texas Parks and Wildlife, and then they'll, they'll send somebody out to pick the fish up. You can donate it or you don't have to donate it. You can throw it back or, or you can you donate to them, which, you know, now I recommend donating it to them after seeing what's happening in Texas right now. You know, 10 years ago, I was I was one of those guys that was like, no, I wouldn't do that. But now that seeing what it does and seeing the fish that we're catching and, and, and it's a product of it, you know, it, it's a it's a smart thing to do. It helps out all the lakes in Texas, all the all the the fry from those fish get spread all across Texas. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a great program and, and they uh, return that fish to where you caught it, correct? Yes. Yeah. The, as soon as it spawns, whether it spawns or it doesn't spawn, um, they, you know, sometimes fish don't spawn, you know, especially big ones. Um, 
you know, they, you know, they, they take them back and release them back where they were. Yeah. Amazing. And I saw a story on Instagram, I believe it was, it may have been posted other places, but how you did, and you just said it, you weren't, didn't used to be a fan of that program. So what, what switch flipped, what changed? For well, you? um, first of all, I caught a 14 pounder and then I was like, man, this is, you know, maybe, and then seeing all the other big fish that have been caught. And then, uh, you know, a month later, a month and a half later, I catch a 17 pounder and it's like, man, these, these fish didn't just, you know, that there's something going on here. And I've been naive and trying to, you know, ignore that fact because I, I was one of those that was like, man, this ain't good for the fish, you know, set it in this tank and send it off from the lake. And, you know, I'm just, negative stuff you know going through my mind about it because i'm i'm all about the care of the fish but after seeing the way you know that it, it's became over the last you know 10 years and you know it's just it's it's changed my mind a lot and a lot of other people too and it's a selective breeding program the share lunker program they're not just you know yeah. putting it in with small males or whatever like they they literally enge basically engineer these fish to be you know giants yeah. down the road and and as you said i mean the proof is in the pudding. You can look anywhere in Texas now and see the effects that this program, you know, has had on these lakes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They, I mean, it's just, it's a no brainer. I mean, you know, it's, it's like breeding deer, you know, you got, you got 200, 300, 400 -ish bucks, you know, they don't get that way just, you know, by running around out in the wild, you know, these, these fish are, you know, they're bred, you know, they, they put a, they put a very, you know, like an eight or seven or eight pound male, you know, big share lunker male with to breed with her. So, you know, the genetics are there and, and it helps out, you know, they, they can't quit. Another thing too, they can't put small bass, a one or two pound bass with a 15 pound bass cause she'll eat them. And that, and that's been proven. <laughs> so <laughs> they're yeah, ruthless. It, it's wild. I mean, there's obviously a lot more to growing biggins than, it, you know, people just assume sometimes the naive folks, Hey, it's the South. It's warmer down there more time to grow these fish. Are I mean, th there's a reason Texas is standing out above all these other Southern States that the climate is exactly the same. Uh, they're being intentional. Like you said, not only with the breeding, but with some of the management of the lakes, can you talk a little bit about how they manage all those fisheries down there? Because you literally, you could make a, a hit list of the best lakes in the country, just using the top 10 lakes in Texas probably. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they, you know, obviously like Lake Fork has a slot. So they, they try to manage that one that way, but, I mean, just it's 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 just a product of the share lunker program. Period. I mean, they're they're taking these hybrid fish and they're you know they're they're spreading the the genes across the lakes across Texas. But you know the they're you know each lake has its own. I mean, most of them is 14 inches, but like forked is 16 to 24. If anything's under 16, you can't keep it. Anything over 24, you can keep it. I mean, anything under 16, you can keep, or anything over 24, you can keep. And then like I think. Bodark, I don't know if y'all heard of that lake yet. It's a new lake that's going to be opening up in Texas, hopefully this year. You know, they're they're 16 inch. There's going to be a 16 inch rule on that lake, but you know, it's just it's just a product. It's it's mainly just a product of the of the Texas Parks and Wildlife Shared Uncle Program. Have you got to uh, sneak Pete that lake yet, Jason? Has anybody uh, got on there? I, I you can't get on it, but I, I've done done my research on it. Uh, I've driven by it. I've flown over it. Um, we've done a lot you know google earth in it you know every once a month go on there and just check and see if anything's changed uh yeah but yeah i've done i've done my homework on it and i'm, I'm prepared for it to open when uh and when they, does that kick off again 
Well, they, they haven't set an actual date. Um, they want their goal was to open it up when it gets to four foot or less, like, you know, four, three, two, you know, whatever full. Um, and it got to about four and a half foot low and it quit raining. So now it's seven and a half foot low. So there, the goal is four foot. Um, I don't know if it's going to hit that. I mean, it, it's going to take a lot of rain to, to do that, but the, I, the way I look at it, the longer it sits with nobody on it, the better it's going to be when it does open, you know, and oh, the yeah. same fish that they've put in that, that are in JB Thomas. And well, I shouldn't even say that. I haven't never mentioned that fishing that lake, but I've been fishing there for a while. <laughs> Oops. That one came out, but it's, it's already, it's already out there. Guys, we've got, we've got some friends that are out there this week fishing it actually, uh, yes. kayak fishing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but there and, and uh, Ivy, the, the fish that are there are stocked in this lake, and they they stocked it like seven or eight years ago. The, the ponds around it, and those ponds have been flooded into the lake like three or four years now. So those those fish have been able to grow. They've been able to have some good spawns in there. Um, as far as I know, there's probably not too many sand bass or any any predators to eat them other than bass or maybe some crappie or something. But but it, it when it opens, it should be good. And I, I figure I'm. I'm figuring it's probably not going to open this year, you know, just based off of what their goal is on, on the depth. But I mean, if it doesn't, I'll be just fine. But if it does, I'm going to be out there catching a hundred fish a day. Mm. And what was the name of that boy? Boy, Desart? Bodart. 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 Like a Bodart. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Corey on it's Facebook Bodart. was asking. It's basically a, uh, it's a, it's a Creek, Bodart Creek. They just dammed it up is all they did. And then there's another lake. I actually drove over it earlier. I was duck hunting over by it. Um, it's called Ralph Hall Lake and, um, they've, they're about finished up digging it. So it'll, it's, they're just going to be starting to fill it, but they dammed up the sulfur river. Um, and that, that it'll be filling from there. So we've got two lakes that are going to be opening in East Texas, Northeast Texas. It'll, they're, they're both, they're within 20 miles of each other. So there's going to be some good fishing going on and it'll, hopefully it'll spread the pressure out and, you know, spread the pressure around and give some pressure, you know, release some pressure on some of these lakes that are getting, fish you know there's a lot of fishermen these days especially because of covid <laughs> yeah yeah we're finally starting to see a little downturn on that here locally but yeah during covid i feel like everybody went and got a bass boat and was, <laughs> yep. was oh, out on the lake every day i saw it i saw it firsthand guiding on lake fork seven days a week during covid you know because fishing was was um what they call it that it was you could leave the house to go fishing <laughs> so there was a lot of fishermen out there every day but. How much pressure does Ivy get? I mean, you see pictures of the parking lot and stuff, and I mean, sometimes it looks like a circus. Is it is that normal? Is it is it less during the week, or is that just kind of a destination, you know, through that winter, early spring time that that people just stay on it? Yeah, uh, I mean, it it gets busy when we are catching them. The guys that are spending the time out there every day catching them. When we start posting, then people start showing up, which is fine, and, that, and that's that's the whole point. Like we want we want people to come out there and enjoy it, and that's why we do what we do. You know, I mean, people are going to go out there and they're not going to catch fish, and they're going to call us. I mean, that's but you know we feel the marine, and it, and it happens. I, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't like knocking at anybody. It's it's not an easy lake to fish. I mean, it's it's truly a hard lake. I mean, it's 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 a live basically a live scope lake. I mean, and if you if you're not good with the live scope then you're, you're not going to be very successful out there. I mean, hell I'm good with live scope and I'm not, I haven't even been successful the last couple of weeks. So, and nobody has, I mean, it's the lakes still in a weird turnover and I don't get it. I mean, it's January and the lake's still turning over. Um, I, I think, you know, mostly because of the weather, you know, it's been warm. We've had one of the warmest years on, I think this was the second warmest year on record in Texas. So, 
you know, it's it's the lakes have all had a weird turnover this year, and it's and and Ivy's actually still in a turnover. I mean, I seen foam on the lake the other day, um, so it's that's that's one of the reasons why it's tough. But we're um, we're we got some bear weather coming this week, which I'm sure y'all knew that. And um, I think I'm thinking that that's going to finish all that off, and, and it's going to start turning the bite on, especially here in the next couple of weeks when I might be seeing the guy that's on the screen right now. Oh my, huh? That'd be Ooh. crazy. Yeah. How long have you been using forward-facing sonar? Like, when did you pick it up, and how long did it take you to kind of master it as far as the settings and bait presentations, that kind of thing? Well, um, when it came out, I was like the share longer program. I was a hater. <laughs> I did. I was against it. I was like, man, this is bull crap. You know, it's cheating. It's, <laughs> I, I was the one that create, that started the high fence thing. It's high fence fishing. I was the one that started all that. Ooh, but, like that. you know... <laughs> But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's still, yeah, it, it eliminates a lot of time. Um, you're, when, you're, when you're casting, you're actually casting at a fish. You know, normally, you know, when, in the old days when we didn't have all that, we might be sitting on a point for an hour, a point that doesn't have a fish on it. But now, at least, you know, we see it on the scope and we know what, they're there or they're not, so we can move on. So it, it actually is, it actually is a, you know, it's, it helps a lot to have it. But I, I've been using it pretty hard for i mean I've, I've had it you know since about a year after it came out i just didn't talk about it but i've, I've learned it um <clears throat> you know i've spent countless hours looking at it using it if i was sitting on a point with clients throwing in a school of fish behind the boat like i would at fort i was up there throwing at a tree or something just trying to learn it you know on my own while while they're back there fishing or whatever and then i got out to ivy the first you know the year that millican and all them went out there i got out there and just started you know just looking and learning and, and, and got it down. I spent a month out there, you know, just by myself or with, with friends, just learning it. And then, you know, it, it, I spent a lot of hours doing it, but it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely a, a good tool to have and, and, be, and you know, I, I suggest people to spend some time learning it cause it's, it's definitely a tool to, to, to have. Do you use Garmin? I use Garmin. Yep. Okay. I've got, I've got, Right now, I have two Garmin's on there, uh, the 126V with two live scopes. I'm running, um, uh, I shouldn't even tell you all this, but I'm running four, one and forward. We're just kayak anglers, buddy. You ain't got to worry yeah. about shit over here. Yeah, but the, some of these other people. We're, we're just now using motors, dude. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> hellfire. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I'm using, I got one in perspective and one in forward, so that way I can chase fish that are up higher in the water column and i can see the ones that are deeper and it's uh it's it's definitely a good tool to have you know if you're tournament bass fishing you know because you can you can cover a lot of water and see a lot of the fish and you can chase a big fish i mean if i've chased numerous fish on that with with perspective or or with with you know with forward but perspective is going to be a game changer if, if when people actually really figure it out because it's it's not easy to figure out it's, it's actually harder than forward I saw a lot of people utilizing it, especially this, this past year, uh, in springtime, you know, like on Chickamauga and Gunnersville around the, in the roots. Stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you can, you can scan a dock and see which dock post the fish is holding on and stuff. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it, it's definitely, uh, just as applicable. I feel like in shallow water as it is, uh, I feel yeah. like a lot of people just think about it for deep water, but it's, it's a really Man, great at covering water tool shallow i've caught fish in grass like five six foot grass that i you know also i, I can see one over there out there over there and i'll pull it out of the grass i've caught them pulling out of cypress tree roots like some a lot of people don't realize this that them fish are down in them roots if you just because you scan a tree with that live scope and you don't see it 
th- throw over by it because I guarantee you there's going to be fish coming out of it. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've done well in a couple of tournaments and one I got DQ'd in for using the wrong, too many blades on an A-rig, but that's what I was doing. <laughs> I was throwing by Cypress and pulling it, you know, just down, you know, maybe two foot off the bottom, pulling across those roots and fish, five, six fish come out of it. I mean, I've caught, I caught an eight pounder, you know, and I've lost a few, you know, cause I, I didn't have five hooks on there. Like, you know, I wasn't cheating, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I've had a lot of big fish hit it out there just coming out of them cypress trees. But yeah, I mean, grass, cypress trees, there's lots of different ways to, to use it. You just got to utilize all that. What are your thoughts on, uh, not him individually, but the Randy Blockets out there, the, the, this, this is out of control. It's ruining fishing. What are your thoughts on that? Man, I mean, I'll just say this, and I've said this a few times to people. If they if they banned it and got rid of it and burned it and threw it in the lake and was done with it, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. But the fact that it's legal and I can use it, I'm going to use it. Because, you know, at first, when I first started seeing Josh Jones post all these pictures using live scope and this and that, I was like, screw that guy. It's cheating, blah, 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 blah. But at the, at the end of the day, it's legal. You, you can use it, and it's, it's there. So if I want to keep up with the Joneses, I got to be able to, you know, I got to be able to utilize it. And so that's, I mean, that's it, it, anybody, if you're a tournament fi- bass fisherman, you, you're just going to have to, you're just going to have to, you know, d- I don't know the right word to use right now. I could use one, but you might get mad at me. You yeah, just got to quit. Think, I don't think we will. You're this is a free space. You got to quit the bitch and you just got to get out there and get it and use it and go fishing and learn it and, and you'll be successful. I mean, I, I was, I hated on it at first, but then these dudes are out here catching 13s and, 14 pounders and i'm like well i can't do that so i go out there and i did it you know so it's it's another tool you know like it's just like spot lock or power poles or you know a number of things that you can tell yourself you don't need but if you go out there especially in a in a fishing tournament and you go out there you know under prepared for what for what everybody else may be doing then that's that's on you when you get beat we've got a a college angler he fishes our tournaments and he, I mean, whoops our ass with live scope and he's, he's <laughs> phenomenal at it. And you, you know, you can argue with it. Oh, you don't have to have it. Oh, there's fish shallow all year. You know, you hear a thousand different excuses, but the fact is like when the kid goes out and wins three tournaments in a row <laughs> using live scope, it's not an accident. You can't argue with yeah. that anymore. No. And, and I, I mean, I, I can see both sides, you know, like there, there's, there's your, Rick Klein and your and your uh, your your older guys who I I respect dearly and and they're my friends. I, I love Rick Klein. I'm not. This is not a knock at them, but they don't want to sit there and look at a screen all day and look down at. The, I mean, it's tiring. It wears you out. It wears me out. I'm 43 and it and it wears me out. I can only imagine how it would make them feel. You know, and it, and it, and it, and you and you're literally looking down at it all day long. I mean, you don't even know what's going on. You. I've almost hit somebody before trolling because I, I didn't even look up, you know, so I'm, I'm, I've I, almost been hit by somebody <laughs> looking at the live scope. But my point is, is I understand how others feel about it and I get that. And, and I, and I'm either way, like if you get, if you ban it, I'm fine with that. Cause I, it's proven I, I've caught fish before it and I've caught fish with it. So I, I mean, either way, I'm, I'm not worried about it. Um, so if, you know, it, it is what it is and I, I'm going to use it while it's there. And if they get rid of it, I'll, I won't use it anymore. I might be upset, you know, but. <laughs> let me, let me throw this comment on Facebook. I'm starting up some good questions we're getting from folks now. We're saving them for for a little bit later, but uh, on Facebook, uh, Mr. Guitara, if I pronounce that wrong, I'm sorry. 
said, I don't think it's cheating, but I fear what bass populations might look like once everyone has it. I've heard that before. Jason, do you think fish will become conditioned to that and be able to kind of, I've heard stories that they'll run from it now in the wrong, yeah. in the right situation. Uh, he, so. 100% man. Uh, in it right now, like I, I'm throwing, I'm throwing at fish that I see with it. And when my bait hits the water, if I don't get it far enough, they're gone. And it's, it's a, it's, it's a problem. And it's, it's going to, it's, it's going to, eventually it's going to, you know, even with crappie, I mean, they're going to, they're going to pull, they're going to ruin the poppy, uh, the crappie population with it. Cause they're, you know, these guys going out catching 25 a day and, and I respect the guys. I'm not, this is not a knock at anybody. I'm not here to knock people, but it's just facts. They're, they're going to, they don't think they're doing damage to it, but they are. I mean, it, it's, it's going to, it's going to end up doing damage to a lot of things. It's just so much easier to go out there now and catch 25 crappie and go home. They go to the tree the next day, catch 25 more of them. I mean, how many you think's there? You know, they're, they're, dude, it's, it does damage to the fish population. It, but bass, you're not keeping, but it's definitely pressures on them and it, and it, it gives them the knowledge of what's going on. And it's, it's kind of sad because I mean, we've taken every bit of like security that they have away from them because they can't get up in the water column. They can't hide under a tree. They can't do this because we see them. We know where they're at now. We're throwing a bait right in their face. And it's like, you know, trick or treat, you know, like here's, here's your candy, <laughs> you know, right. and it, right. it's fast. They're, they're a predator and if they see something they want, they're going to go up and grab it and eat it. You know? Ryan, maybe that's why some of these guys put them in baskets. They're trying to keep them safe. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying they're... to protect them. That's what all these fish barrels are on Chickamauga when the lake drops. Those are, those uh, are fish protection barrels. Uh, I've heard some people... <laughs> here. We thought, we thought people had been cheating out We here. didn't know. No, we they're just know. protecting the fish. That's Conservationists smart. out yeah, there. Good job, boys. Uh, I think, I think, you know, kind of to that point, the live scope, the fact that people are out looking for suspended fish and, and deeper water and on structure and that kind of stuff, I think that is going to impact the shallow water fishermen. more. I think you'll see more of those fish kind of spread out a little more instead of, you know, how you, you would see the pressure, you'd see a weather change or something, and it affected the fish just to, to move out to, you know, standing timber or whatever it may be. I think it's going to push some of those fish back shallow. I think you'll see kind of more of an even out. But like you said, with perspective mode, it's it's still applicable in shallow yeah. water, but I don't feel like that has been as widely adopted as, as just forward facing. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, it's, it's going to add, it's just going to add more pressure to the fish. I mean, like I said, we've, it's taken the security away from them. They, they can't hide from us anymore, you know, at this point. And there's no telling what's going to happen in years to come with all this, you know. I mean, they're going to have have it way more perfected, and it's going to be easier to find them. And we're probably going to have baits that we can reel over to a fish and just drive it right in their mouth. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. But I mean, there will be AI programs that will target bass. Like, you'll be able to live scope, and they'll target what's a bass and what's not. I right. guarantee yeah. that's coming down the road. Yeah. guarantee it. Yeah. I, I, it's kind of like, you know, a, a no challenge deal. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how far it'll go, but and how many tournaments will allow all of it. But it, it's probably one of these days. It's gonna, it's gonna ruin. I mean, it's, you know, JB Thomas, for instance. I, I was out there in July catching fish before a lot of these guys were out there, and you know, it, it's, it's like fishing a big pond. I mean, that's basically what it is. You're, you're fishing the same schools of fish. You're, you're pressuring those fish. That lake's gonna be done with after this. It's, it's gonna be. There's, you're not gonna be able to catch them. I mean, if you do, you're catching the same fish over and over. I mean, I side scan that whole lake. I'm very good with side scan. I saw that there's not a lot of fish in that lake. There's not a lot of bait in that lake. I mean, there's a ton of crappie. I say that there's a ton of crappie. That's bait, but 
there's a ton of crappie there's a ton of catfish and, there, and there's there's not a whole buttload of bass i mean there's a bunch of five to ten pounders but there's not a lot of one <clears throat> to three pounders and i don't know why that is but they're just not in there and i don't get it i don't know if maybe the crappie ate all the fry or, or whatever but again i mean the live scope there is gonna gonna ruin that that place and it's sad and it, and it probably it, it may do it to ivy with ivy being so low right now that's crazy. I didn't know we were going to get this deep into live scope discussion, but I think it there's yeah. definitely a, a tipping point where it, it is taking the mystery and magic away a little bit of, of what chasing bass is about, right? Is that fair? Yeah. yeah. And confirms JB Thomas has been beat up worse than Ivy the past few months. Yeah. Yep. Oh, 100%. When you got guys fishing daylight to dark out there, it, it, it chasing the same fish all day, it, it'll do it. It'll definitely do it. Do I've you been, think, uh, do you oh, sorry, think tournaments should outlaw or do you think they will ban live scope at all or do you think that's something because of you know money and sponsorship type thing do you think they're gonna just go with the flow and and let technology progress on that side i know so you know some some tournaments ban the a-rig uh, do you think that's that's equivalent of banning live scope there's too much money with these with, you know sponsorships and stuff i don't I don't think that they ever will. I mean, I, I know that, you know, there were some guys, some of my friends that fish the elites that are using, you know, the, um, the saltwater, um, transducers that go out to like 250 foot. I, I'm pretty sure that bass, um, they, I think they did away with that one, Golly. but, uh, but yeah, they're there. I mean, they may limit certain things, but, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't think as far as it's all come with Milliken there and all these live scope guys. I mean, I think pretty much every guy that qualified for the elites this year was a is a live scoper. So, yeah. I mean, they're they're bringing Milliken's bringing money to fishing, you know, and yeah. with, with all he's doing, and you know, it's and and I respect the guy. He's, he's done well for himself, but um, they're they're. Um, I mean, that live scope. I mean. Again, I don't. We shouldn't be talking about this all night, but, but it is. It is a. It is a. It it's is our a, show, buddy. Don't you worry. Yeah, we'll talk about whatever the hell. No, we want but it, it's definitely a. It's definitely something that that's that's you know got people talking and and uh, but I don't I don't I don't personally think that they'll they'll get rid of it and I mean probably not in the big ones maybe some of the smaller tournaments and they'll probably have tournament trails that are no non live scope tournament trails. But I don't. I mean, the bigger trails probably won't do it just because of their sponsorships with Garmin or Hummingbird or or Lawrence or whatever they use. Yeah, let's let's transition from there, and I'm sure we'll still touch on some live scope talk because they do play a part in catching these giant bass that we that we want to talk about. Uh, before we move on, I want to shout out Benny Jebs on Instagram. Ryan, he said it's the first time he's been able to catch a live. He's been watching, listening on Spotify all this time. Got his kids down to bed to make a live. Commented on Instagram. Appreciate you over there, Benny. Thank so, you, sir. Um, Congrats to Cody O'Neill on on earning his uh, top fan badge. Uh, Cody's one of my buddies that runs around with with Co and the boys, uh, <laughs> goose hunting and everything else we do. He uh, he tunes into this this shit show every week. So thanks, Cody. <laughs> uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate you, Cody. Uh, He'll be up shit show soon enough. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So th this picture right here, man. I want to talk about this 17 pounder you caught this year. I know you caught a lot of big bass, but let's throw this on the screen real quick. <laughs> that doesn't even look real. That doesn't look even at look the eyeball on that thing. My God. And then, then I, I stole this other picture from your social media as well, which is the mount yeah. being presented. Uh, yeah. Tell us a story, man. That That is a beautiful fish, a monster of a fish. Tell us a story about catching that one. Uh, well, I snagged it. 
Oh. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. You put that old, Cali- that old California, been, California been, snag been, technique to work. I've been called, I've been, I've been haters hating, you know, I, I snagged it. Um, no, nah, man, it, it was, um, it was, it was a pretty memorable day. Um, so it was a day, it was a day before Valentine's Um, and it was the, it was Super Bowl weekend. So I think it was on a Monday. Um, my clients, you know, they, they wanted to party and drink and stuff for Super Bowl. So they, they said, well, let's, let's drive out. We're just going to drive out there. I hope they're watching, but, uh, we're going to drive out. We're just drive out Monday morning, you know, we'll get out there and we'll, we'll fish. Cause they, I had them two days. I had them 13th and 14th, which Valentine's day. I think their wives are going to be mad at them. But anyway, um, so you can get a new we wife. Get out, we get out there. Like, <laughs> we get out they there about, every day. Not me, actually. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, I know. But anyway, we uh, we got out there about noon, and um, and you know, uh, I usually do. I like to do two day trips with people, especially one guys that don't have never used LiveScope before. So I, I I'll normally spend the first couple of hours each trip just teaching. You know, I go up shallow and and throw it to little small fish that I found that I know I can easily catch and just give them an idea of how to do it, where to throw it. You know, how fast to reel it, how far above their head, you know, all the things that I teach <clears throat> while doing this. Well, I, uh, you know, we went to one spot and there wasn't anything there. So we went to this other spot where there was some there and a big one. But uh, anyway, so I, I was, I had the guy standing beside me. I was teaching him first and I threw out, threw out some small fish and, um, that I saw on the live scope. And throughout there, they kind of followed and burn off. So at, when they burn off, he was ca- he cashed it off the side, and I was just kind of reeling it slowly, and just happened to look down, you know, on my graph, and underneath my trolling motor, I see this big blob, and I'm like, I think that might be a sherlunker right there. Well, I mean, I'm I'm almost to it, so I was like, there's no like, I can't give him the pole. I'm, you know, at this point, it's just like I got to try to try to catch this dang thing. So I'm reeling. And I'm using an eight foot heavy action rod with an Alabama rig. And, you know, it's my pole, you know, eight foot pole. I'm, it's hanging three or four foot off the front of the boat, you know, and she's underneath the boat. Like she's right underneath the trolling motor. So I'm like, I don't know if you saw the video or not, but I start walking backwards. I'm like, and it goes right over her head. And as soon as it went over her head, all you do is see, thump, and she went up and hit it. And then, you know, it was all. Is all history after that, but no, she, she came up and I, I mean, I, there might've been something come out my pants. I don't know, but <laughs> I was like, get the fucking net. Like, I mean, I'm, it was on the video. So if I'm sure everybody saw it or heard it, but anyway, so she's, you know, she comes up and I see her. So when she goes back down, she went down there. And of course I'm using the A-rig. She had, a, she had one here and she had one in her back. And it was like dead weight at that point. Like when she got the second one in her, when she went by me, because when she went, she went to the side, it, it, I guess it hooked her again. I could just kind of stopped and felt weird. So I just, I mean, it was like at, at that point, you know, when you got one in their head or their mouth and then one in their back, it's like pulling up a log. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, she, she come up and got her in a boat and, you know, I'm freaking out. And, oh, there you go. Jeff is, Jeff the is the there. king of technology out here, buddy. Yeah, that's why I was like, I had to get it over her head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've hooked some stumps that look a lot like that, <laughs> actually. That, this dude looked like he's on something because he's like, oh, God. 
He probably was because he won the Super Bowl the night before. Yeah, they worked off that I hangover real quick. Jeff, if you're watching, I love you, brother. <laughs> oh. See, look at look at him. No, look at the guy. Don't even look at the fish. Okay, he's... <laughs> yeah, he's ready to get the hell out of there. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, he's about to fight that thing, boy. Oh my Golly. god, you should have brought a bigger net. Yeah. Ooh. What happened, you, bro? The dude in the back's like, can't even yeah. pick it up. Good pick man, it up. we we did it, boys. <laughs> Wow! Thank you, thank you guys for allowing me that the opportunity to catch a seventeen pounder with y'all. Yeah, yeah. Well, that trip was free, right? You didn't even charge. Just them so you know, I, I charged them. They fished with me too. But I didn't charge them. So. Well, that's sweet that's of you. Uh, so tell us where this bass landed. This bass had some stats on it. Uh, you know, uh-huh. in, on the all-time hit list. There, T- tell us about this fish. Um. Well, she. Uh, she tasted good. I could, I ate her on the half shell. <laughs> Damn good fish Sush- sandwich there, boys. Sashimi style. Style. That was like a that fed a family of four right there. But yeah. um, no, man. She uh she was the, the lar- she was the largest bass caught in the United States last year, um, possibly the world. I have not confirmed that, um, but from what I've heard, it, she was the largest bass caught in the world last year. Um, it, it's in, in public waters that we know of because anything that would have been you know a, a fish like that would have been put in on paper somewhere um and then um yeah so that on her as far as her yeah she was the biggest bass caught in uh in the united states last year in 2023 wow we don't even count anything that's not in the united states so we'll say in the world yeah exactly that's why i just put united states because <laughs> you know japan and or wherever it's got big ones in Australia don't really matter to me. So yeah, same. <laughs> but yeah. hey, for all the kayakers watching, how long was that bass? <laughs> what do y'all think it was? I'm gonna say 28. What's your guess? 28 and a half. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Lower? Lower? 26. 27. 27. 27. Yeah. All right, 27. Yeah, I, so I've never she, been. I've never been really good with inches, but the fact that yes. I got close, so I, I, I always overshoot. You only have a couple, yeah. so you're like not used to, to a lot of inches. But anyway, so she. So the cool story is cool. A cool statistic is one. I'm the only person in Texas history that's caught a 14 pounder and a 17 pounder, but my 14 pounder was also 27 inches long. Really, and it it was a month apart or a month and a half apart. So I figured, and when I caught the 14, I actually caught her on a 10 XD. I was bouncing across the bottom. I saw her on live scope, but there was five of them the same size. Mm. So there was five 14 or so pounders sitting there, probably all 27 inches long. It's I'd, be crazy. A little nervous. I'd be a little nervous of one of those on some treble hooks. <laughs> it's, crazy. it's crazy that you catch a 14 and a 17, three pound difference. Is that right? Three or I'm not good with math. Yeah. But found difference, the same length, like in, in, in a month apart. That's just crazy. Now we see it in these, especially, you know, we, we just go by length. We have like an aluminum measuring board, but we, yeah. we see that often, the, just the weight difference. And that's what a lot yeah. of, especially bass boat anglers don't understand the translation. Like, well, how, how many pounds is that? Well, it, you know, it depends. A 23 could be 
three and a half pounds or nine pounds. Like it, it all depends on what time of year it is or what they've been eating. Yeah, girth don't matter in this sport over here, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. All right. Oh, indeed. Uh, yeah. Uh, what, uh, Jeff, do you, will you pull up the, uh, the Bass Nation Texas schedule? I want to get his thoughts on, uh, what kind of what they put together out there. Yeah. Give me a, give me a moment. I will. No, what's your favorite, what's your favorite lake? If you, if you could only pick one lake in Texas to fish for the rest of your life. And I mean, all seasons, I don't mean just in the wintertime. Woo. Get me in trouble. Yep. And it, earlier when I was, we were pre-gaming, drinking and stuff before the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Nah. Um, man, I, honestly, it's it's a it's a tough race between Lake Fork and Sam Rayburn. Okay. Bass Nation, and Texas, the, Jeff. The reason, reason I say hmm? that. What? Oh, the my reason God. I say that is because you can go to Rayburn and you can catch fish in grass. You can catch fish in brush piles. You can catch fish in trees. You can catch fish pretty much anywhere in any depth in that lake at all times. It, fork is similar, but fork just smaller, and it gets a lot of pressure. And I mean, when it's off, it's off. I mean, I guess Rayburn's the same, but so they're they're kind of same. And just right now, we don't have any grass at Fork. Well, I, I guess there's a little bit now, but the last few years there wasn't grass, so it just made it a little tougher. But Fork and Rayburn would be just all around. You know, just go to fish without live scope. Just go out and have fun and fish would be that one of those two lakes, or even Ray Roberts. I see that right there. Ray yeah. Roberts. So this is this is the the Bass Nation. So just in Texas, their Bass Nation kayak schedule, and it is. I mean, it's just a hammer factory. Our our buddy Duke, he runs it runs this, and uh, I mean, he put together uh, put together quite the quite the schedule there. I think you're going to see a lot of inches. Yeah, <laughs> that's the plan. I think. That is the plan. What uh, what's Ivy fish like in September? I see that one down there at the bottom of the list. How how does Ivy fish in September? Have you ever fished it that early? Uh, let's see. On purpose. It, the problem in September is usually that turnover period. Usually when the lakes are turning over, so it they could be hit and miss. I mean, you you could I don't know. I mean, I haven't really fished it in September to be honest. So. Uh, I didn't see a whole lot out of it in September, you know, just from my buddies that guide um, out there all year. Um, I, I didn't see a lot out of it, so I don't know. Fork, fork can be deadly that time of year if if um, it's, this is kayak, right? Yeah, kayak. Yes, so, yes, sir. Um, I mean, you know, obviously August third, you're gonna want to be able to run the grass. Y'all got grass on them things? <laughs> Yeah, we got grass, we got motors, we got every, every we got everything you got on a bass boat except a live well. You got side scan? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, oh, yeah. yeah. You could if you can find them off at, off on, on the the humps and points and road beds and stuff at Fork in August, man. You could, that could be a that could be a deadly time. I always tell everybody when when you've got sweat dripping down your ass crack, <laughs> that's the best. Uh, Toledo, we're gonna we're gonna clip that one. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. That, Toledo, I haven't really fished Toledo that time of year. Um, hey, put it back. Uh, Ray Roberts, be, actually, I'm going to be there. What? You cannot solicit information. That's the yeah, rules. I, like Roberts. <laughs> I can't give information. You can't uh, right now no, to we, us. We can't. We can't ask you for information. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Actually, this is Bass Nation. I don't even know if they have rules for that, Jeff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just 
give him my thoughts. We're good. Ray Roberts, Ray Roberts should be really good pre-spawn. I mean, just trees, you just fish in the timber. Um, Caddo, I don't know anything about Caddo, but I Dude, have heard Caddo is absolutely fire. awesome. We fished yeah. it quite a bit. It's awesome. It's a great yeah. lake. Choke, I don't know much about. Uh, you know, I got some buddies that fish there, and there's some giants down there, alligators. Uh, Brownwood, I'm, I'm not real familiar with. I've been on a few times, but I, I don't, I, I don't know much about it. Is is I, I'm curious to see how Toledo is is this year. I think Toledo is going to be. Toledo might be the lake to watch this year. Um, I, there was a 15-pounder caught out there last year in a tournament. The guy got DQ'd because of it, but because of the situation with it. But that's, he still caught it. You know, legally he caught it. Just in the tournament, he he didn't do he didn't follow the rules. But it's still you know giant fish in there right now. And um, I, I'm I'm fishing a tournament there, and I think April maybe or May. No, April I think. So we'll see how it goes. But I think there's going to be a lot of big fish caught there this year. And, Maybe I'll have to make my way over there and do some trips. But and if fork, you know, if if fork's on, fork's gonna be, fork could be deadly that time of year. I mean, if, for the offshore, I mean, you got you're gonna have to be throwing a jig or Carolina rig or something like that. But you you can find a big school and it could, it could change your day real quick. You get on a school of, you know, twenty thirty eight pound five to eight pounders, it it can make someone's someone's tournament real quick. I saw Jeff perk up when you said Carolina rig, so I'm pretty I'm sure school, he'll go down for that I'm tournament now. That's, well, that's all Jeff wants to do is drag that Carolina rig around. August 3rd, mega shaky head with a big old worm. That's what I would be throwing all day. You know, I'm glad to see Fork there in the summer. Usually for kayak yeah. tournaments anyway, it's it's early spring, late fall. It's it's never in the yeah. summer, so it's cool to see it yeah. there in the summer. A little something different there. Uh, yeah. I want to get some of these questions, Ryan. We've had a, yeah. a few pile up. Um, let's see here. Uh Obviously, they want to pick your brain a little bit, Jason, about some of the, the big bass behavior. They don't get that big by happenstance. They, you know, they learn how to adapt and, and avoid being caught. So, folks asking questions about catching big bass, do you think moon phase and big fish come into play? You believe? Oh that? yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just I just think that it, you know, next month, next full moon, I think it's going to start to bring some of those fish off the bottom that are you know that are dug down in the mud. Uh, but each like. Yeah, I think it, it like it's going to start from now on. Each moon phase is going to bring the fish up to start getting ready to do their thing. Then, you know, March, there'll probably be some that start to spawn. April, there'll be some spawning. But it's it's usually after the first, you know, after the full moons of each month. Um, but big bass. Yeah, I mean, it, it I, I think I was at JB in August in a, a, a mega moon or what was it called? The super moon or something happened. And we, I think we caught three tens in one day. I, I, I never even talked about all the 10 pounders that we caught out there, by the way. I didn't want to blow the lake up, but now it's already getting blown up. But yeah, a lot of that had to do with the full moon. So yeah, I do think that full moons and all that definitely start triggering them big fish into biting. Uh, another one from Trey Dawson on Facebook. If you could only tie on one bait and one color for a double D, what would it be? One bait, one color. Live scope or no live scope? He didn't. He didn't say. He didn't differentiate. All right, I'll, I'll say live scope. I'll give two. I'll give. I'll give my live scope and I'll give my non live scope. Live scope, uh, Alabama rig, um, and then non non live scope, probably a big mega worm dragging it on the bottom. I'll, I'll buy that. that. Uh, Tim Sear on YouTube is fork coming back from being so low. Fork is 
definitely going to come back. Um, I'm, I'm kind of taking a break from there because I, I want to allow it to come back. Um, I fish, you know, there's so many guys out there now that are starting to guide and, and a lot of them have followed me and other guys, respectfully other guys that are above me that are way better than me probably, uh, around. And, and now, so there's so many people hitting all these spots up that that's, that's been the biggest, one of the bigger problems, but yeah, for, I mean, we got grass, there's hydro now, um, uh, I'm, I've been, I'm, I'm friends with the biologist up there. He's not going to spray all the grass. He's going to spray the, um, the, what's it called? The giant salvania. He's going to, they're going to spray that if it pops up, but they will not spray hydrilla. They're not going to spray they're, They've actually planted a little bit of a uh, millful. Uh, I've seen coontail in there when I, before I left in all in July, I seen a bunch. I actually posted quite a bit of video and, and pictures of grass. Uh, mostly on the north ends of the lake, on the east east arm, north of 515. Uh, Birch has got grass, um, you know. So that's gonna, that's going to help out a bunch, I think, we, when we start getting getting more grass in there. So I think I think if it would have stayed low longer, uh, maybe like a few years, like Ivy did, I think it would have made it better. But it, it only was a low. I think it got to like seven and a half or so foot low. Um, but that did allow some grass to grow. So yeah, it, it's gonna, it's definitely gonna come back. I mean, I'm not gonna say sit here and say that I catch ten sharelunkers out of it, but it, it's definitely helped out, and it's gonna, it's gonna make fishing a lot better over the next few years for sure. Uh, another question from YouTube, Chris Marks: What's the F1's favorite bait in Texas? Snag. To snag them. <laughs> treble hook, large treble yeah. hook. Yep. <laughs> I, I caught, I caught, I caught. My biggest fit the, the the eighth largest bass in Texas history on an Alabama rig, but I, I caught the I caught a fourteen on a on a ten XD. Um, I mean, there's guys catching them on a lot of guys catching them on a rig. So, I mean, I I guess I'm gonna have to say an Alabama rig. All right, all right. Uh, we got more of a specific question from Corey Geisendorf on Facebook at Lake Fork in March, looking for a double D. You going shallow cover or scoping creek channels and points? uh cory um let's see if it's early march and it's colder than hell like it had the last couple of years i would be out live scoping the tree the timber I, I got back last year the first week of march and i fished a tournament which i didn't do well uh there because i ain't good at catching unders but um i, I, I the first <laughs> after that tournament i fished that week with clients and we caught an 11 pounder uh, the only double digit I actually caught the whole year there on an Alabama rig is suspended in timber. So, uh, but if it's, if it's warm temps, um, what is question back up there or what was it again? Uh, in March going after a double D, would you go shallow or shallow or route, creek scoping points? Uh, creek if, if, yeah. I mean, if it, if you're looking for a double digit and, and you got the right temps, um, yeah, you could go, I mean, you could go shallow or, I mean, you know, 10 foot or less, um, depending i mean if, if a full moon hits the later february and you and we've got some warm temps and the waters you know getting close to 58 you know maybe getting pushing sick then yeah there'll be some big fish up shallow and, and there and it there'll be some places in the back of little caney that will be you know the, the water gets the warmest there earliest so that's usually where the the biggest fish are caught you know in march or in the back of little caney back there so yeah i mean it, it really just depends on you know your water temps and the moon and all those things but if it but yeah i mean i would go either you know shallow to look look and your water temp or just push out a little bit the timber that are kind of on the points of 
of the creeks or on the edges of the creeks where the fish move out to. And if you, if you're good with your scope, you know, you can find them there too. I have another very specific question from casual bass guy on YouTube. <laughs> Is Josh Jones a douche? <laughs> Who? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is related to your A-Rig answer regarding the best baits to catch those F1s on. What size swim baits are you running on the A-Rigs down there? Uh, man, I mean, it depends. Mostly, um, I'll run like a two-and-a-half to three-inch swim bait. I, I don't have any deal, dealing with anybody, so I'm not going to throw names out there. But um, two-and-a-half to three-inch swim baits and on the outer four and then i'll use a little bit bigger maybe a three and a half to four inch swim bait in the middle there we go uh, and there was and another question right after that asking about what a rigs and stuff but you just said you're not gonna throw names yeah. out there so yeah. no, let me there. let me uh, let me let me actually say something though no i will talk about the a rigs i'm using shane's baits a rigs they, they are the best a rigs i've ever had i've ever used um but a trick to using these A-Rigs, a lot of people don't know about, and a lot of people probably do, but I like to use, so, you know, you got your five wires, you know, they, they and then you got one in the middle. So if you'll put like, let's see, three, four, or three of them, if you'll put uh, eighth ounce, and then you can put two quarter ounce on the bottom, that helps the A-Rig to, to ride to ride right. So you put the two your two heavier weights are going to go down to the bottom so it'll ride straight because sometimes you'll find them a rigs and they'll kind of want to turn in the water but if you'll have your two heavier weights on the bottom put them side by side on the two out two of the outer wires it'll once it hits the water it'll go down and it'll ride straight but uh but yeah the shane's baits a rigs that man those are those are the best ones i've ever used and um they one thing about them is you can unscrew the head off of it and if you're one of your wires breaks they have replacement wires that you can just, just get the replacement wires and stick them right back in there, and it saves you a lot of money on a rig because, you know, we there. I mean, now with live scope, you don't lose as many. But man, back in the day when I was fishing, me and Cody Cannon, the lead singer Whiskey Myers, went out to Fork one day, and we caught like 45 pounds of bass without live scope, and lost probably $300 worth of a rigs doing it. <laughs> but, you know, it is um, what it is. Just money. That question before, is that before he was toad thumping? Yeah, it was before Toad We got a question over from Instagram. Uh, Benny Gibbs, once again, or Benny Jibbs, if I'm saying that right. Have you ever fished out of a kayak, Jason? I haven't. I fished out of a little two-man bass buster before, though, but I have now. Basically the same thing. Now, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Fished in little bitty boats before, but, man, I fished, <laughs> I fished on, on you know, a pond. I fished in every way you can fish, man. I mean, I oh. do. I do. The biggest bass I I caught when I was a kid was nine pounds, and I caught it out of a two-man boat, and it drugged the boat around the, the pond for like 15 <laughs> minutes before I got her calmed down. So I don't see how y'all do that with big fish in a kayak. <laughs> I guess you got brakes on it. No, hell no. <laughs> you just wear it down. It's like, uh, it's uh, what was that, Jaws? It's like yeah. Jaws. I seen that dude catch that big tarpon or whatever it was in a kayak. Man, that was crazy. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, a dude caught a marlin, wasn't it? Jet like eight hundred fifty yep. pound marlin. Yeah, yeah. Maybe marlin. I just remember seeing a big old sucker jump up right by his by his kayak. I was like, man, I'd die, especially if yeah. it was a shark. <laughs> that happens too. Uh, let's see here, BJ. You started this one up, Brian. I think uh, BJ I Sheldon. Did. <clears throat> so BJ, he wants to know what big name guests you're guiding next. 
Um, uh, spoiler let me, alert. Let me, no, let me let me let me answer the end of it. Uh, right. Randy Moss is Randy Moss is going to be with me March eighth and 9th and tenth at Lake Fork. I couldn't get him to go to Ivy. He wants to go to Lake Fork because there's a couple of other players. Uh, Teddy Bruski's coming down, um, and then he's I don't know. He didn't tell me the other guys bringing. We're going to have two boats running around out there. So March eighth and ninth and tenth. So I'll have I'll have Randy Moss at Lake Fork. Um, so I, I just got ready, a text. I yeah. just got a text from Co Wetzel. He said, "Ask him why I catch more fish than him." <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna put this theory to the test in two weeks. We're gonna go out and fish with Jason, me, Co Wetzel, and uh, Dylan Wheeler. We're gonna go out there and see what this Ivy stuff's all about. And uh, Man, I'm, I'm kind throwing Co Wetzel in the lake that day. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all better get ready for that shit, boy. Cole will probably throw himself in the lake. Uh, Hang on. <laughs> not intentionally. Hang on, I got... Hey, y'all want to say hi to... Did you ever see the picture that went major viral on my Facebook? Sorry, I lost my shoe here. Um, and it was a little girl that oh, caught an eight-pound bass. Yep. Okay. What? <laughs> that her? Right Superstar. Celebrity. <laughs> she is a celeb. She thinks she is. She's oh, friends with Taylor. She's Randy Moss' friend, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's the connection right there. He he loves her to death, man. Like he we were we he took her to he took us to Disney in March, and uh, or no, it was in June, and uh, I was way off on that. But anyway, he he rode a ride with her, and uh, when they got off, he looked over at me and he he had a tear in his eye, oh. and he goes, "I can't do it again." And I said, "What?" He goes, "I can't ride another ride with her." I said, why? He goes, she just, she just made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, That's awesome. But yes, let's talk about, let's talk about those two weird dudes that are going to be fishing with us. Yeah, we're probably going to have a, a good little time out there. Both of them are extremely talented musicians. I don't know if either one of them can fish. Dylan's actually going to get, get into kayak bro. fishing. Dylan's wanting to get into kayak fishing. So we're going to, we're going to work him into that this spring. Well, I would love to see Co Wetzel on a kayak. So we're going to do the Devil's River, I think. Uh, Co mentioned wanting to do a Devil's River float. You ought to tag along for that deal. <laughs> Come on. So that dude will be, be too right. drunk and fall out. Well, we'll get back in. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually he's actually sending me a picture earlier. He's, he's up there in, um, in uh, Colorado, I think, about yeah. to shoot a, a major, huge mountain lion. Yeah, yeah. He's, I think he's, he's actually going to like, I think he's actually going to grab it by hand and choke it. He probably will. Do you see that bear video uh, yeah. from in the spring where he got the cage yes. with it? Yeah, he sent me that crazy. right when it happened, and I was like, dude, you have major large balls. Sorry, baby. Earmuffs. Well, man, Daddy, we'll let you jump off here, and uh, we'll let you jump off and get your daughter home. I appreciate the time tonight. Thanks for coming on, and I'm really looking forward to that trip out there uh, here in a couple weeks, man. We're going to have a blast. Yeah, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get one of them ding dongs on a big bass. Somebody will catch one. I'm gonna yeah, drag well, a Ned not, rig. If, if yeah, Ned rig or <laughs> just have to try to snag one. You know, that's that's the way they that's the way that they do it. They say. We'll but, keep no, an eye man, on I that. appreciate you guys. I had right, enjoyed. Anytime, congrats on the Giants. I look forward to seeing them in person here. All right, man. I appreciate right. you guys. We'll talk to y'all later. All right, see you, buddy. There we go, Ryan. That was good. The con awesome. man. Yeah, that was, that was good. A ton, a ton of knowledge, especially on targeting those big fish on those Texas lakes. And obviously, yeah. 
you know, we, we've seen it on our side of the sport, but that forward-facing sonar has played such a huge role in that. I don't, I don't think there's any argument with it. Yeah, I started one more comment, Ryan. I had to throw this up. I see. Bill in the comments. What's up, Jeff? That's my uh, my cornhole supplier, man. Hey, you got a little crossover right. going. Uh, the Corn hey, Slingers I... Bag Company, folks, from Tennessee. Bill, I need to get with you. I'm down in Chattanooga. I need some bags, all right? Yeah. I'm better than Jeff, so. Yes, he probably is. Not man. at social sure. media. Yeah. Uh, I've been out of commission. I was I was like full on into the cornhole schedule this this fall and winter. And my elbow and shoulder have been jacked. Somehow I can pull yeah. a bow back, but I can't throw a cornhole back without like shooting pain up my elbow. So, buddy, you falling apart. Anyway, I've been out of commission, but I'm I'm ready for a comeback. I've been I've taken about a month and a half off. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back. So I need to get the boards out. And who yeah. made your who made your KBN boards? Those are pretty. Uh, local guy here, Jason Thomas, kayak angler that now makes literally has a business making boards. So I like it. Those are those are nice. Those are really nice. Yeah, yeah legit. So. There we go. Hey, we're doing a giveaway tonight, guys. After that great show, let me throw the the hashtag. Y'all tried to cheat me, but I ain't gonna let it happen. Ha ha ha, suckers! Hashtag Invesit Invisex Invesex Invisex Invisex. We'll go for with the that. win. Wait, wait, you still throwing red label? Or you up on that tattoo now? Nah, baby, I got you leveled up good. all the way up. I've thrown red label forever. It's it's as really as it's just about as good as about anything. But so um, I respool about once every two or three years when it gets low. Um, if I have a spool on me, then then I'll use the good stuff. If I'm at a gas station, I'm buying red label, baby. They don't break in a pinch. In a pinch, man. That's good stuff. I mean, the first probably seven or eight years I fish, that's <laughs> that's all I threw was red label. The old yep. rope. Wonder who's getting slow rolled now. tonight. Oh yeah, they're throwing it in there now. Uh, we had folks across all platforms tonight. I'm sorry over on Instagram. We had a fair amount of folks watching on Instagram. I appreciate y'all over there, but we can't get you in this giveaway thing. It does. This software won't pull the comments from Instagram. But I see you over there. We appreciate. Who do we need to? Ta- who do we need to talk to about that? Who who runs stream? Uh, the nerds down at the nerdery is what okay. we have to do. We have okay. to get with them. Right. I'll yeah. send an email. Yeah. yeah. The guys that own this whole thing that are probably you know billionaires at this point are like a couple of 22 year olds that go live and explain how to use it all the time so that's fantastic mm-hmm. good for them yeah i mean kind of like us you know we we came from meager beginnings here uh yeah <laughs> came in live and and now we're both retired neither of us even work that's right can you imagine? Uh, have you ever gone back and watched our original KBN Live? It is awful. I try not to. Uh, can we delete those? Um, I like to leave them there as like a to keep us in check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In case we think we had a bad show, we can go back and watch that with like thirteen yeah. live viewers, and it's the same same people. Anyway. I'll still never get over the. I don't know what accent I was trying to purvey then, but it was coming out kind of weird. I liked like, it. I wish yeah. I wish we could go back to that with a good microphone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, we got Invisex coming in still. I'll give it another second or two, and we'll we'll get this thing wrapped up. Tonight. What's the Harris chain up to? I saw. I think it was a college. The college uh, tour was just down there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't checked the registration numbers. It was but, at like uh, it was close to eighty something last time I looked. I think. Yeah, we're a couple weeks out, but yep, uh, we got time there. to get signed up. And I think registration deadlines were extended this year, so you can make the call late nowadays. Yeah. 82. And hey, before I hit this giveaway thing, Ryan, I told you next week, I've, I've, a show I've been wanting to do, I, I ran it by you a few weeks ago. We're going to do a YouTube channel review show next week. Oof. So all of you guys that are trying to build YouTube channels, we're going to give, I'll put up a post later where you can put your channel in the comments on our group page. 
and we're going to have a couple of legit high level elite YouTubers on Alex mm. Rhodes already committed. I'm working on one, another couple of guys that, that are maybes strong, maybes, but we're going to have a couple of really successful YouTubers give you positive feedback on how to make your YouTube channels better. So I think that's going to be something different and kind of fun. What do you think? I like it. I like it. Let's do it. All right. So let's, let's draw this in VizX. Here we go. Johnny Maddox is in the comments. So uh, I'm assuming he's going to win, but we'll see. <laughs> Dude, I think he's got us hacked to be honest with you. Uh, Josh Evans has been making a, making a run at winning he all has. this stuff. So he has. Josh. Been hey, there, there we go. go. Derek. Right. Way to go, Derek. I'm not going to pronounce Why? your last name. I think it's Widebush. I'm going to go with Widebush. Yeah. Weedenbush? Widebush. Weedbush. I'm going, no, nah, I'm sticking Derek, with Widebush, dog. Appreciate you, Derek. Appreciate you watching. Appreciate you participating. So there we go. Yeah, Joe Mack is going to be, I keep calling him Joe Mack. It's J Mack. Yeah. I just go to Papa Joe all the time. J Mack, it's going to be a good show. I knew that's what the correlation was. Yeah. So J Mack, I think it is going to be a good show. Weedbush. I come up with these weird ideas, Ryan. I appreciate you entertaining my weird ideas. Hey, for I'm here for it, buddy. I'm here for it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Derek, reach out, kayakbestnation at gmail.com, or just DM one of us or the page, and we'll yeah, get you Yeah, you, you can DM me, give me your shipping info, and I'll give it to Brian at Seagar, and he'll have it in the mail. Yeah. There we go. All right, man. What do you say? We out of here? I think we're out, man. Let's, let's hang it up. Bye-bye.